catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. If you think that patience is a virtue, try running a business without high-speed internet. You will lose it. Trust me. Okay, don't trust me. Find out by yourself. In Nigeria, there's a particular quote that just falls in line with something like this. Nowadays, nobody says a patient dog eats the Omo patient dog. Now hunger will kill Omo. <laughs> Welcome to Tony's Tech Side. I live stream on www.africatechradio.com every weekday from 9 a.m. West African time till midday. You see what I did there? Weekday, midday. Wherever you're listening from, like, comment, share. We'll learn a tech word. We'll dig deep into the rubbles of history to find precious jewels of knowledge to launch us into the future and then share the most important, juiciest and impactful stories from the continent of Africa to keep you informed. Yes, I'll let you know what's happening in the tech space on the continent. You can share your stories with the rest of us on WhatsApp. Yeah, text or send a voice note on 0913-558-1766. Please add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria. So life offers two choices every day to you. Mm -hmm. today and tomorrow but you can only pick one so decide now which is going to be will you make a choice for today or just be like us yes and say you know what let's leave it till tomorrow well on the 17th of october 1907 going back into history guglielmo marconi not macaroni but marconi yeah he officially opened the first commercial transatlantic wireless telegraph service which ran between nova scotia and ireland it was like the post office but like the tech advanced post office kind of thing at that period in time and in 1990 october 17 colin nedham an english movie fan launched the rec.arts.movies movie database which most people now know as imdb imdb is uh, short for internet movie database he was an engineer working for hp hewlett and packard yeah hp those guys they do other things too but they're known for printers at the time uh, by 1996 Nedham quit his job to work on IMDb full-time and IMDb is one of the most visited sites on the internet and later on in 1998 Amazon yes the almighty tech giant Amazon acquired IMDb Needham is still the general manager of IMDb till we speak and the word for today is pass keys p-a-s-s as in pass and key k-e-y did i just say key k-e-y-s for keys so pass keys that's our tech word for today october is a month dedicated to cybersecurity, and just a few days ago one of the big four announced that it was moving from passwords to pass keys what will a world look like without passwords i mean no password at all <laughs> let me know what you think well passkey is a new way of logging into online accounts or getting into online services or even apps and it's actually designed to be faster easier to use more secure than passwords oh my word there was a time when we thought passwords was the most secure thing it actually was at a point the most secure thing but now trust me a lot of passwords have been hacked 
and let's not even get into it so what does passkey actually mean so it means that you don't have to remember anything like oh what's your password ah i can't remember my password oh forget password click on forget password no no need for that 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 will most likely be very ancient in a few years time uh-huh so what happens is your devices get a single use login credential each time you sign into an account so your account details can't easily be stolen by a hacker or any phishing attack if all this sounds kind of like complicated don't worry um it all happens in the background you don't need to see anything what just happens is that when you're trying to sign into gmail paypal icloud you know you can just use your face id on your phone or you can use your fingerprint right like it's as simple as hello right as simple as typing hello for anyone who's who's uh, you know coding for the first time so just a few days ago the social media person also told me oh whatsapp is you know moving from passwords to passkeys i'm like oh yeah i know so passkeys will also be stored on your device but some people have asked what happens when it gets broken or you lost you lose your phone because the passkeys are still being well since passkeys work across multiple devices right so you can use passkey on your laptop on your mobile phone on multiple devices in fact for the same um either gmail account the same paypal account the same any kind of account or app you want to use you know you most likely have a backup available mm-hmm. many services already support passkeys and they can also re-authenticate to your phone number or your email address or to a hardware security key if you have one so you know how you go to your bank and then you get like this thing that you hold in your hand and you can say yes to transactions and no to transactions yes pass keys can work that way too and that's our word for today pass keys so nigeria on monday 16th october announced that its budget proposed budget because it has to go through the national the national assembly of the country it proposes to spend 26 trillion naira that's about 34 billion dollars in 2024 that's its 2024 budget and it's also assuming that this 26 trillion naira is calculated with the oil price figure at 73.96 dollars that's about 73 74 dollars for its expenses at an exchange rate of 700 naira per dollar you know this when i just when i was about to say this you know it's a point where you say oh hear this hear this 700 naira per dollar that's what it's pegging it at i don't know the kind of juju right or baba but i strongly believe in this you know if it's just going to be something that we're going to do like this yes snap out the finger and then everything becomes normal the government will set aside by the way 8.2 trillion naira for debt servicing that's about 10 billion dollars and 7.78 trillion naira to cover salaries and pensions for civil servants so nigerians just in case you haven't heard it before salaries and pensions for civil servants takes about 8 billion naira so if we compare this to what the former president immediate former president muhammad buhari budgeted what nigeria currently runs on is about 21.8 trillion naira and was approved um, under the last regime 28.21.8 trillion naira up until 26 uh, trillion that's about a 5 trillion increase to make it 26 right now the central focus of this budget is to 
in their words, Nigeria consolidates the various economic reforms that have been initiated by the current administration. And these reforms are aimed at improving the standard of living for Nigerians and attracting the much-needed foreign investments into the country. English, right? A lot of grammar. Well, until we start to see things happen, it's just word on paper and it's really, really cheap to print. Not these days. It's expensive, but come on, it's not exactly worth, you know, the paper it's printed on. Going by the performance of the 2022 budgets, it's not clear how the government, you know, plans to fund this 26 trillion naira budget because a recent report by naira metrics suggests that the federal government ended 2022 with a deficit of 7.5 trillion naira right or you know about over 100 percent of the actual revenue collected so if with a budget of 21 trillion there was a deficit of 7.5 trillion naira now you're up in the budget to 26 which has to be done but come on man make it make sense like there has there just has to be a way around it that is smarter than you know how we're going now one of the key assumptions you know that underpins this budget is the expectation of improved inflow the idea is that we're going to get more money and then the reliance on foreign exchange like we're going to have a boost in exchange rates and then maybe maybe finally get you know the exchange rate to stay at about 700 ish because right now on the block market it's over a thousand naira it appears that the government is banking on foreign investments to come in inflow to help boost the capital inflows that's the money it makes and strengthen the exchange rates it's also unclear you know what the connection and how the connection is that's why i said make it make sense let's just leave that and move to other things in nigeria which are worth you know quite talking about it would be a ussd issue yeah sometime in 2021 just immediately after the covid lockdown was overturned right i talked about the ussd issue and the fact that the banks and the telecommunication companies were having issues well, telecommunication companies are considering the possibility of withdrawing the USSD services to deposit money banks, that's your usual banks, over the 120 billion naira debt that the banks owe. Now, for you to be able to send star whatever, 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 to transfer money to somebody or to credit yourself at time or, you know, those kind of banking services, right? The telecommunication companies are the ones that provide you with the star, whatever, whatever, star, whatever, whatever, whatever. They own that whole infrastructure, right? The computers are the things that you help you to do the star, whatever, whatever transfer. The telco companies, telecommunication companies own it. Now, the banks have not been paying or they have defaulted in paying most of it. And now it's at 120 billion naira across board. The telecommunication companies are threatening to take legal action against the banks as the ongoing issue, you know, spanning approximately four years now. So, as I said, around that COVID period, that's when it was like a big deal. So, 21, 22, 23, 2020, that's when this whole issue started. According to Alton Chairman Benga Adebayo, he says the government's interference in the issue was responsible for escalating the issue and then made the issue to like deteriorate, become bad and also affected the relationship between the banks and the telco industry remember that the cbn actually entered into the matter to try to like settle it not just the cbn central bank of nigeria the cbn and other federal bodies too in the country you know tried to resolve the situation amicably but um, uh, last last it'd be like see them google cuts because the issue 
it did not settle. Mm-mm. It did not settle at all. On the bright side, a company that used to be known as an African or a Nigerian company, Andela, which finally like you know like moved. It's known as the world's largest private marketplace for technical talent. Let's say the Fiverr for tech. Exactly. That's what Andela is. They recently announced a talent cloud platform, which is more like upscaling their platform and adding AI to it. Yeah. So according to the press release I saw on Andela's website on Monday, 16th, October 2023, this platform, the one they just launched, the Andela Cloud platform, is an all-in-one AI-driven solution that provides the executives in IT companies with transparent profiles of talents and skills assessment results that would help them, you know, choose the right IT professionals to employ. And this is just literally Andela integrating AI into its processes. Now, I want to say a big shout out to the people of Liberia. I saw how happy they were when it was just a few days to the time of voting. And it has taken just about a week to put together the results. I hope that when the results are out, the people of Liberia can actually be happy with the results. And that Liberia can move forward because... I really would not, you know, want what happened to, you know, like countries like Kenya and Nigeria where they were like, there was like a lot of contests. I know it surely happened, but I pray it doesn't deteriorate to anything because Liberia literally recently just came out of like, you know, civil unrest and whatnot. And we've had a period of peace in Liberia up until this time. So I call on, you know, George Ware and Boakai the two leading front runners in the election to you know embrace you know whatever results come out of this and so that at the end of the day liberia can actually be better for it and the persons and people in liberia can be better for it if you're in kenya and you're within the age range known as gen z safaricom has something for you if you don't know safaricom you know mpesa yes so safaricom owns mpesa Safaricom announced a product targeting Gen Z. It's called Safaricom Hook. That name has a hook to it. And it's supposed to help those known as the digital natives. That's those within the ages of 13 to 26. Yeah, 25, 26. Within the Gen Z brackets. To develop tech skills. That's the major aim of it. So there are a couple of features in it. But first, I think that it may also have something to do with a particular product that targeted young millennials that Safaricom also launched in 2016. Now, this product was for those who were under the ages of 26 at that point in time. Now, this Safaricom hook seems much similar to Blaze. Yes. And it's been updated to keep up with times. Now, this new platform called Hook just made slight changes, you know, to the age this time and then pushed it out um, to those within that particular age. Now, it says Safaricom say that this platform is actually for those between the ages of 10 to 24. Now, one of the features would be the digital talent program. And the other is the engineering community, Safaricom engineering community. This is, you know, focused on developing tech skills. So for those within the Gen Z space who want to develop tech skills, 
these two features and programs are like really for you now safaricom partnered with different organizations you know so as to just help develop the next set or next crop of tech guys tech babes and tech sees and bros and software engineers and there's also like a sports initiative in it that's like the chapa dimba football series the safaricom athletic series featured this actually helps to like you know ensure that those who are interested in sports within this age range also are catered for and then there's a financial well-being you know like uh, the mpsa goal the mali wealth management which helps to promote savings culture among gen z's and I really thought that the discussions between Meta, Sama, and its former content moderator employees were beginning to have a headway, but no, they say no. It seems like I was wrong. Or maybe they all had their minds like set from the beginning, but they didn't let us know. The out-of-court negotiations between the content moderators Meta and Sama, Sama have actually gone south, like total collapse and ruins. They're headed back to the courts we heard this news yesterday when the court was briefed on the outcome of the mediation so they've been in a process of mediating that's oh yeah let's settle out of court let's discuss things let's come to a round table the round table is no longer around in fact they've broken the round table there's no table left again and they were supposed to actually settle out of court in august 2023 and that dragged up until this time but now it's very clear that these suits will proceed to kenya's employment and labor relations court where it will be decided in case you missed the issue you're wondering what exactly is the problem over 180 moderators are suing summer and meta meta is the company that owns facebook for unlawful dismissal the moderators claim that meta and summer failed to issue them with redundancy notices according to the kenyan law and that their termination or terminal dues were hinged on signing non-disclosure agreements and they were not going to do that they're also suing majorel you know it's meta's other content moderator partner in africa for alleged discrimination they claim that majorel blacklisted the ex-employees of summer meaning you're not going to get any job exactly so what do these content moderators do they look at all the things i mean pictures videos and they moderate them so if you have a video of someone that killed himself suicide right they are the ones that would watch the video and you know when you report sometimes it's before you report they watch the video like no this video is bad let's take it down they take it down sometimes when you report they, they watch the video and then they say oh no this is actually wrong and then they take it down people actually watch these videos and they say that it's affecting their mental health like they literally have to watch bad videos like videos that are like crazy crazy out of this world and come on they're human beings too um but then that was like one of the issues but the major issue here for the lawsuit is not even you know the whole you know mental health discussion but the fact that they were actually dismissed let go you know without proper plans that's the major issue and something that's quite interesting also to note is what's happening in tanzania right yes if you're in tanzania you most likely risk jail if you're using vpn and you do not want to go register it now the tanzania communications regulatory authority tcra has implemented a stringent ban on the use of virtual private networks otherwise known as vpns 
as part of its electronic and postal communications regulations of 2020. That's online content regulation. Before the 30th of October 2023, people residing and people who are citizens of Tanzania and wish to use a VPN must fill out a form that's available on a website. And the form requires some information, including your user IP address, your IP address. And there are two categories, one for individual use and the other for company use. Now, what's VPN? So a VPN is something that covers your IP address and covers your internet connection so that when you browse on the internet, people cannot exactly see you immediately. They don't know where you're browsing from. So if you go on the website, automatically you start seeing, they'll start selling you things from Nigeria. You know, if you want to register for something, they'll automatically put plus 234. And I you put the remaining part of your phone on. You're like, how do these people know that I'm plus 234? Why, why can't I be plus 254 or plus 26? Oh, well, they can actually trace your IP address to where you're staying. And not just where you're staying or where you are, your location, but the exact computer or laptop or phone or whatever you're using currently at that point in time. So if you have a VPN, if you use a VPN, it'd be very difficult. They have to like sit down and watch and watch and watch before someone will be able to say, oh, yes, this is where this person is. And it's what this person used. But guys, mommy, Nimi, sorry, you have to either register or you can leave Tanzania for good. But then on the bright side, Ethiopia's ID program, the national ID program, is moving fast to popularize its digital ID system known as FEDA with a series of de- partnership deals. Lately, the one being the country office of the United Nations Children's Fund, UNICEF. So a few days ago, the UNICEF country director for Ethiopia, Abubakar Kampo, and the executive director of the NIDP, Yodahe um, they signed a memorandum of understanding, an MOU that would sponsor the registration of all residents in the country for the digital ID scheme. So on the Facebook page of UNICEF Ethiopia, it said that the partnership will support the inclusion of vulnerable UNICEF beneficiaries, including children, by providing them with a unique digital identity to help them access basic services. So this is different from an earlier one this month between the NIDP, the Refugees and the Returnees Scheme, the IRS, and the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, the UNHCR. According to GSMA, there are over 4 billion smartphone users in the world. And we know that one of the major things that faces those who own smartphone is the fear of losing your smartphone. Mm-hmm. Now, the number of active smartphones is higher than the number of human beings. on it. Well, we have 7 billion and we have over 4 billion smartphones. So I take that back. First off, there are over 4 billion smartphone users in the world, right? Over 4 billion. And the number of active smartphones are like double that number. So the number of active smartphones in the world in 2023 is more than the number of human beings on Earth. Because number of human beings, 7 billion. It doesn't mean that everyone has a smartphone, but then some people have three, some people have four actively running. Now, Apple, Samsung, Google, Motorola, Nokia, major phone makers have assembled in London City this week with the mayor of London and the Met Police. And they have just one agenda to know what can be done to smartphones to make them harder to steal. They don't want people to... They want you to stop stealing, like not you, but them to stop stealing your phone. Would you hear what, you know, 
they come up with afterwards and i'm going to make the big reveal next week on the same episode and the results of the 2023 workforce authentication reports came out and it showed that employees are really really eager to move beyond passwords and embrace passwordless authentication through biometrics or other means this is in line with the announcement made by WhatsApp that Android users can easily and securely log back in with pass keys. Only your face or your fingerprint, you know, or PIN unlocks your WhatsApp accounts. And WhatsApp users on Android can say goodbye to SMS two-factor authentication. I hope you all are happy finally. And then, okay, LinkedIn. Someone is smiling, you know, that's where I, I like paused. So LinkedIn has announced a fresh round of job cuts they're letting about 670 persons go and this is across the engineering talent and finance teams and this comes after like linkedin cuts about 716 jobs in may uh the job cuts back we're crying this follows like other job cuts that have come across other big tech firms also the latest job cuts represent about three percent of linkedin's workforce of 20,000 staff and how does linkedin even make its money well job ad listings premium subscriptions that's why they're always saying subscribe to linkedin premium and then recruiters also pay to use it and in case you're wondering it has over 900 million users and then finally 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 i think it would be uh minecraft actually breaking another sales record yep selling more than 300 million copies worldwide and microsoft finally completing the 69 billion dollar takeover of call of duty maker activision blizzard in the gaming industry's biggest ever deal those are like two stories that are very important that you should take a look at if you're interested in gaming or anything that is close to that thank you this is Tony side i live stream every weekday yeah from 9 a.m till midday you can catch me on www.africatechradio.com like share and comment thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com